Thanks for listening to the Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry, here to help educate, motivate, and put you on the right path to take control of your health through weekly discussions on topics in the medical field, public health arena, and in your community. And now your host, Dr. Barry. And welcome to another edition of the Lunch and Learn. This is your host, Dr. Barry, and we are on episode 6060. So excited about that. If you had not had a chance, please go ahead and check out episode 59, where I asked a question uh, rhetorically, but actually truthfully, uh, where are you guys getting all your health information from? And I kind of break down the beginnings of where we used to get it from and where we get it from now and why it's dangerous uh, from a part. So if you haven't had a chance, check out episode 59 at lunchlearnpod.com, or you can go directly to the episode at drpiersblog.com forward slash LLP059. On today's show, we have a recurring guest, and this may be a very familiar voice, again, especially for those who don't skip the intro. Uh, This is Maria Davis-Pierre. She's a licensed mental health counselor. She is the CEO of Autism and Black, and we're going to talk to her about what it is that you should be looking for if you suspect your child has autism. So again, Lunch and Learn community, I want you to sit back, uh, take notes. Um, We're actually going to have a freebie for you at the end, but you got to listen to the end so you know how to get the freebie. I know you guys like free stuff, but you got to listen to the end so you know how to actually get uh, the free stuff. So sit back, get ready for another great episode on Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry. All right, and thank you again, uh, Maria Davis Pierre. You know, so funny when I had to say the full name uh, again for those who you know who've been paying attention and who've been following the podcast. This is a guest who was on episode thirty-three as well as episode forty and enlighten us on a lot of mental health-related things. And today, she has a very important topic. And we're going to be talking about autism. Again, depending on when you're listening to this, this is Autism Awareness Month in the month of April. And I figure, hey, like like our my pledge for this year to always bring out the expert guests uh, for these topics instead of just me kind of rambling uh, off the top of my head. So, Maria, thank you for joining the podcast today. Hi, everyone. Happy to be here. Yes, yes. Again, and again, like I said, I don't even have to like pull teeth anymore. Before I used to have to like pull teeth to get her on the episode, but now I say, hey, when you ready to jump on? And she's she's pretty much begging me to get on. So again, uh, thank you uh, for joining uh, today's podcast. Maria, I want you to first, before we first and foremost start out, please tell everyone about autism in black. Tell us uh, why is that important and why you felt the need to really spearhead uh, such an endeavor. Well, I'm sure your listeners know, your lunch and learn community know that our oldest child is on the spectrum and know a little bit about about our journey if they've read the blog that I did a couple of years ago on your website. But I don't think they um, know about the struggle that we had with getting her diagnosed and the struggle after getting her diagnosed. A lot of people think that once you get the diagnosis, it just ends there and things get easier, but it doesn't. It's still a journey. You know, I call it the autism journey. But on our journey, I noticed that, as most of you know, um, Barry is Haitian. I'm um, Black. 
nobody um, ever took our culture into consideration. None of the professionals that were coming in to assist us on this journey never took our culture into consideration. And they never really took the parents into consideration as well. So after, you know, a lot of pushing from Dr. Pierre um, and all the work that I was doing, you know, on the side of my other business, I decided to create a business, Autism in Black, Inc., that aims to provide support to Black parents who have a child on the spectrum through educational and advocacy services. So, you know, our, we're dedicated and our mission is to bring awareness to the autism spectrum disorder, of course, and reduce the stigma associated with ASD in the Black community, because I think that is so important because the Black community is different when it comes to um, mental health topics. If you could, right, can you kind of elaborate some of the, the troubles that we were kind of having not only and let's let's start especially you know if they've if they've read the blog i'll definitely put a link uh in the show notes so you can kind of read up on it but like after even after you got the diagnosis right for our child right like what were some of the struggles that you had to deal with well after the diagnosis because she got the diagnosis at 18 months however she's almost six now so at that time services Some services you couldn't get until you were three. So there was still a lag time between the 18 months and the three um, that we had to wait on some services. So we were able to get her, of course, into developmental uh, therapy. She had some ABA speech and uh, occupational therapy. Um, But I don't think people understand the finances that come along with having a child on the spectrum, a special needs child. The state, you know, does provide a program. It's uh, early learning steps, um, I believe, before age three. And then after age three, they call it something else. But they only cover one service, at most maybe two. Um, We were paying out of pocket for everything except the developmental specialist. We were paying out of pocket for the ABA. We were paying out of pocket for the speech and we were paying out of pocket for the OT. And those things can get, you know, very expensive. So there was, of course, the financial situation of having to pay for all of this, finding a good fit, a good uh, professional that could handle, you know, our schedules, handle where she was at, because a lot of professionals come in with a cookie cutter approach is what I call it. And they just try to use it on every family that they are, you know, seeing. And that doesn't always work. You have to understand the family that you're seeing and uh, develop approach that fits with them. So those are some of the struggles that we were uh, dealing with. I mean, uh, maybe you can elaborate on some that I can't think of. Uh, the the financial aspect of it was something that was big for uh, both of us. And what what was interesting and was one of the things I always wondered, right, especially as a physician and, you know, obviously we're a quote unquote high earner, right? Um, and then my, my always obvious question was, wow, like if as a physician, right, I am, you know, blessed to be able to pay for these services, right? Like how is someone who's not in the financial position but has a child uh, diagnosed with autism, but needs 
these certain therapies, needs an occupational therapist, needs a speech therapist, needs uh, ABA therapy. And we'll, we'll, like, how are they supposed to get it? There's the McKay Scholarship and the Gardner Scholarship for those who have a child on the spectrum that can have funds that aid in the different types of therapies that your child may need. Are those national scholarships? I think the McKay is specifically a Florida resident scholarship. It may be called something different outside of Florida. And then the Gardner Scholarship is may also be a Florida scholarship. Florida, it's G-A-R-D-I-N-E-R. And then the McKay is M-C-K-A-Y. Okay. And, uh, and I'll make sure I put links in the show notes to both scholarships. Yes. And then uh, the state of Florida also has a early steps program that I was talking about that they can pay for uh, the services therapies that your child may need. And then with the being in the early steps program, your child gets to start pre-K at age three instead of four. So they get two years of pre-K to, you know, help better prepare them for kindergarten, um, first grade, second grade, and all of that good stuff. Uh, There's uh, social security benefits that you can sign up for for your child. I don't think a lot of people know that you can get social security benefits for a child on the spectrum, but you can. So you can check that out. I know that some have said that the uh, application process is difficult, but I would just say, you know, as with anything as parents do um, when we have a child on the spectrum, just keep at it, you know, and go and talk to one of the uh, specialists that deal with um, the social security benefits at the social security office and talk to them about applying and get, you know, some insider tips maybe. Of course, insurance may, may or may not cover some things. I know that when we were, Uh, having our daughter go to the ABA school, our insurance was said to um, be covering it. And then a month later when she started, they um, told us they no longer covered her school. So we had to pay out of pocket. So I would just make sure that your insurance is going to cover those services. You know, give them a call and check and see what services they do cover. So tell me, why is it important for a month like April to really shine the light on autism? I think that we've gotten better with, of course, autism awareness, but I think that there is still a lot more work to be done. I still think that people are not really sure what autism is. I think that people are not really sure what autism is and how it presents itself. They're looking for certain things um, across the board, and it's not like that. Um, Autism is a spectrum disorder, and that means that each individual on the spectrum is different, and it varies from person to person. So the characteristics that our daughter may have may not be the characteristics that your child may have, and they're both on the spectrum. They're just at different places on that spectrum. So I think that we still do have a lot of um, work to do. I think that people think that those on the spectrum are not able to do certain things when they're just able to, depending on where they are on the spectrum, able to do anything they want to do, just as you or I would be able to. You know, it's interesting, especially because I I was talking to a friend of mine who watches the show, The Good Doctor. Yes, love that show. Uh, uh, the physician surgeon who's also autistic as well. Mm -hmm. And I think 
uh, a show like that uh, is very eye-opening because it helps kind of break a, a mental barrier that a lot of people may have when they hear the word autism and autistic and uh, assume that just like you said that all right because they're autistic they can't do anything or they can't do much mm-hmm. but here you go this surgeon yes. who yes has uh, traits that is I guess quote-unquote outside what society deems as normal mm-hmm. but is still able to function as a uh, an amazing uh, resident surgeon yes yes and and I just want to say um, by definition what autism is so that people, you know, really understand. It's just a neurodevelopment disorder that is characterized by difficulties with communication, sensory, cognitive impairments, social impairments, and um, repetitive behavior. So if you've seen Good Doctor, you see that he has, you know, um, issues with communicating, um, some repetitive behaviors and uh, sensory difficulties. So, you know, I think that they've done a good job of, you know, making it realistic. Another show that does a great job um, is Parenthood. And then um, another Netflix series is um, Atypical. I think that's what it called. it's called, Atypical. So, you know, check those out as well. They're good, you know, resources, even though they are sh- shows and shows can present things differently. I think that they do a good job of bringing awareness to ASD. And so what what is your goal with autism in black? Like if you had to say at the end of the year, in five years, in 10 years, where do you want to take uh, the, the, just the, the theme and the, the definition of autism and what that means in the, the black and minority community? Where do you want to take that? For autism in black, you know, of course, our mission statement states that we want our We're dedicated to bringing awareness to ASD and reducing the stigma associated with ASD in the Black community. So, of course, you know, I want to continue to work hard in our Black communities, bringing awareness to autism and um, the parents, because a lot of times when we're going to the doctors and we're saying something's wrong, um, we're not necessarily being listened to. So, you know, we're not necessarily thinking that our child may be on the spectrum. A lot of us have never heard of the spectrum. We're just thinking that, again, it could be a behavior issue. Um, We like to keep things hush-hush in our community. Um, So I, of course, want to continue to bring awareness to get these parents, uh, to get their children in services, because, of course, we all know that my motto, everybody's motto with autism is early intervention is key. So we want to continue to raise the awareness because right now uh, statistics are showing that, you know, black children are being diagnosed one to two years later than a white child. And that's because of one, you know, we're not we like to keep things to ourselves. We don't really want to reach out and say that there some, might be something wrong with our child when, you know, if you do have autism, there's nothing wrong with you. I like to say that they just learn different. So, of course, we want to be able to, you know, work on those statistics so they're getting diagnosed at the same rate as everybody else. So that's, you know, my mission with um, autism in black is just to reach out to these parents to let them know that they're not alone and to continue providing support to them. 
And and I think that's interesting that, you know, you really wanted to focus on the parents uh, because I think a lot of times, just like when we're dealing, especially in, in our world where we're dealing with patients who may have a disorder mm-hmm. and a lot of times we focus on the person with the disorder, yes. but we don't focus on the, the circle around them that's affected just as much, if not more, by that person in the center who's dealing with the disorder. Exactly. Parents, you really need to be just as involved in the therapies as your child is. There's parent education and skills training. I myself offer parent coaching and couples coaching because, of course, having a child on the spectrum can have, you know, an effect on your your marriage, your relationship. So I think that a lot of times we are forgotten, but we need to know that we need to be just as dedicated to getting ourselves services as we are dedicated to getting our children services. A lot of times, you know, we're advocating, advocating, advocating for our child and forgetting about ourselves but you are just as important and you need to be having the skills to be able to deal with everything, you know, all the stressors and the changes that are going on in your life. So I don't want you to forget yourselves as a parent and be able to go out there and advocate for yourselves just as much as you're advocating for your child. And uh, especially for the lunch learning community, I just want to, uh, you know, drop just a couple of facts to really kind of hit home uh, the reason why, you know what, yes, you can have, and there's lots of organizations that focus on autism, uh, but you really need to have one that really focuses on the black and minority community. So just let's listen to just a couple of these facts here, right? African-American and Latino children with autism diagnosed at an older age than their white counterparts, right? And not only are they diagnosed at an older age, right? They're actually given less opportunity uh, for intervention and treatment. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's one. Right. It's found that African-American parents. Right. Uh, reported uh, fewer concerns about behaviors from delayed speech, repetitive behavior in their children. Right. So, again, we're we're seeing our kids with these problems. But because we're not even saying, hey, our kid has this problem, the the, the treatment is being delayed. And again, remember, you know, early intervention is key, right? Mm-hmm. So if I'm not even addressing a niece mm-hmm. and noticing that, hey, you know what? My child isn't speaking as much as the other children around her, right? Or my child isn't speaking or isn't, uh, you know, uh, you know, being as friendly or being as social as the other kids around here, right? If, if I'm not aware of that and not trying to address that, you know, that's going to delay care, uh, you know, first and foremost. And I think most, this was, I think, even more telling. Uh, this was uh, done by the Center for Autism and Development uh, Disabilities Research and Epidemiology at University of Pennsylvania, which talked about how African-American children are five times, five, y'all, five times more likely to be misdiagnosed with mm-hmm. conduct disorders before being diagnosed with autism, right? So again, this is not, you know, uh, something where we can take it lightly. This is something where, yes, you have autism, uh, but we definitely need to have a focus on uh, autism in black community, right? Just autism where we need to focus on the minorities because clearly, mm-hmm. and just like in medicine, right? Just like when I talk about hypertension, just like when I talk about diabetes, just when I talk about high cholesterol, for some reason, 
And, you know, I'm, I'm not sure what the reasons are, but for some reason, right, it seems to be affecting our communities much more than it is. Yes. And another thing that I want to address is because the signs of autism can look like other things. So, you know, when they're going to talk to their um pediatrician or the school most times you know for us it's the schools that are are noticing it and the first thing that they do want to say it, it is a behavior disorder i mean lack of eye contact can be seen as disrespectful you don't want to talk to your teacher um intense reactions to light sounds smells and taste they might not know that it's a reaction to those things they just see you having a anger outburst a tantrum um getting upset when change occurs in their routine or surroundings. Again, they're seeing that it could be a anger outburst, a tantrum. So, you know, a lot of times they're looking at it from a behavior perspective rather than thinking that it can be something else. So again, that's why it's my mission to bring awareness in our community so that we're knowing these signs and that a combination of these signs can mean that, you know, your child may be on the spectrum. So that's, you know, very important for us to know that these signs of autism can be looking like something else but you need to go out, reach out and talk to somebody, reach out to a professional that knows about autism um, and, you know, get your child tested. I think that's another thing for us is that, you know, when the teacher says, hey, you know, I think your child may need to be tested for whatever it is that we automatically get defensive. There's nothing wrong with my child. Why, why are you picking on my child? You know, I tell my parents all the time, there's no harm in getting that child tested. If anything, it's going to help you and early intervention is key. So now you have a plan. Now you have things, you know, goals that you're setting and meeting for your child. So don't automatically be on the diff, the, the defense when someone is saying, hey, I think so-and-so needs to be tested. So especially, you know, and we talked about, you know, reaching out, you know, to our professional. How how can someone get in touch with you, obviously, right? You know, you have a parent who's listening and, you know, maybe their child has autism or maybe they're concerned that a child has autism. How can they get in touch with you? Uh, you can go to my website, www.autisminblack.org. You can reach out to me on Facebook. It's at Autism in BLK. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Autism in Black, and that is B-L-A-C-K spelled out. Um, it's just BL- BLK on Facebook. So, you know, reach out to me on one of those platforms and, you know, I can help you. So what are your plans for the month of April? We have a lot of exciting things going on with Autism Black. Um, You know, we will be posting something every day on all of our social media platforms to be letting you know about resources, tips, signs, everything. Um, We will be dropping a four workbook series near the end of the month for you parents. um, And it's going to help you on your autism journey as a parent. Um, of course, Autism Black focuses on parents, so everything will be revolving the parents. So we have that. Um, there will also be a Autism in Black Parent Journal that is dropping as well. 
And um, I'm also doing a virtual summit for autism moms. So you can reach out to me on there. All of this will be in the show notes. So, you know, you don't have to worry about trying to write it down what I'm saying. So we have a lot of fun things um, in store. I'm speaking at an engagement uh, this weekend. Um, I am speaking at two engagements this weekend, um, a day in the life of child with autism that will be at the Cypress Run Education Center, and that will be held from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. So if you're in the South Florida area, check that out. I will also be doing the Autism in Black Community with the Lamar show as well. And I'll have those details um, in the show notes as well. And I'll be there from two to three. So if you're in the South Florida area, um, Broward County, I'll be speaking at those two events and you can come and get some resources there as well. All right. Lunch and learn community. Uh, like always, I am uh, always excited by uh, the guests. Obviously, I'm much more excited by this one, right? This is uh, I'm almost I'm forced to be right. I live with this one, right? So this is a <laughs> guest where I'm just glad that the passion that she has. Uh, to take care of not only our child with autism, uh, but also take care of parents who dealing with the same struggles that we're dealing with, but on different levels. Uh, and just seeing that passion is always uh, give me such so much admiration uh, for what she's doing. And uh, Lunchland Community, again, I'm, I'm going to let the cat out the bag. Um, she's actually going to be doing a podcast as well for Autism Black, right? So we're working on a podcast in the in the, the background. So stay tuned for uh, a podcast out of the Lunch Learning community, specifically focused on uh, autism, autism in the Black community, everything kind of under that umbrella. Yes, most definitely. Now, now we, we, we saved it to the end, right? I told them they had to wait to the end to get to it. Um, what what freebie do you have for our lunch and learn community, uh, you know, to help empower them and to help them grow and better themselves? Well, I have a ultimate autism checklist. It's basically a checklist that is combining everything that we've talked about and condensed it into a checklist form. Cause I know a lot of times that listening to a podcast uh, can be a little difficult with the time. So for all my autism parents out there, I've made a um, quick checklist for you that you'll be able to use um, if you think that your child is on autism. uh, Sorry, if you think that your child is on the spectrum or if you, sorry, let me go again. Uh, For you listeners, um, we have the ultimate autism checklist that is going to condense everything that we've basically talked about this podcast and a little more. And it'll be in checklist format for you that can help those who believe, suspect that their child may be on the spectrum. And also for you, for those of you whose child has already been diagnosed, and it'll be helpful for you in your autism journey. So you can get that at www.autisminblack.org slash checklist. All right. Again, uh, I'm glad you guys, especially those who who waited to the end for that. Uh, Thank you uh, for continuing to enlighten and empower uh, the lunch learning community on just what autism is, especially in a month where we're going to see a lot of 
marketing and advertisements for it. And uh, those who've been rocking with me understand that, uh, yes, uh, we can get hype for a month. But remember, uh, these parents and these kids who are affected by autism deal with this year round, right? Uh, so this is something that I, w- I want you to really take heed of uh, when you start seeing this, you know, rush of attention, right? Mm-hmm. We need it though. It's not saying that we don't need it. Like again, not this is just like we need an autismandblack.org, right? We need uh, these times to really kind of shine the light. And you'll see a lot of shine the light references, especially when it comes to autism this month. Uh, but most importantly, think about uh, the lifelong endeavor uh, for uh, these people who have to deal with autism, their parents, their family members, and everyone uh, that uh, always is either directly or indirectly affected from it. Yes. Of course. And um, this podcast is actually dropping on World Autism Day, Light It Up Blue. So if you guys are wearing blue for your your um, loved ones, I know we will. Um, tag me in your picture so I can see. Love it. So again, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you for listening to another great episode of The Lunch and Learn with Dr. Barry. And like always, please remember to empower yourself for better health. See you next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Lunch Learn with Dr. Barry. Please head over to lunchlearnpod.com where you'll get the most recent episodes as well as today's show notes for your listening and viewing pleasure. And like always, depending on where you're listening this to, please subscribe to the podcast so you can get all the latest episodes sent directly to you. And we are at all of your favorite podcast listening stations, including Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Stitcher Radio. Again, thank you for taking the time to listen and empower yourself to take control of your health. And we'll see you next week.